Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we begin, it's that time. That's right. Sponsor mentions. Doer, you guys, is still back. That's right. Creates the world's most comfortable pants. Anybody wearing them? Mm-hmm. You are? Jackson is? Mm-hmm. Nice. I wore mine yesterday. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I was going to comment on your ass, Jackson, but well, that would be yeah, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I am so. A category stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel. What a world we live in that we can have stretch denim. I mean, I wow. I Magical time to be alive. I don't own a lot of non-stretch denim. I do still have some, and I regret them every day. Yeah. I mean, the ones I'm wearing are stretched now, but they're no doers. They don't have the gusset. For doers to move comfortably from bike lane to boardroom board room to an evening out all in a single pair of pants. I kid you not, you guys. We believe in these. Shopdoer.com today. Use the code PACKFILLER15 for your discount. You will not be upset with these pants. Scratch Labs, you guys. New recovery beverage flavor out. Um, uh, strawberry... Strawberries and cream. Strawberries and cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. I I was guessing pickle. Strawberry pickle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're pregnant. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be delicious. That one's coming out from our friends at Scratch Labs. Always innovating, always improving. Uh, Their chews have been tweaked, everything like that. Scratchlabs.com. Thanks for being a part of the show. Finally, you, the listener patron program is on the website if you love the show come support us get mentioned get deals on pack filler gear early access to the show and our events and help us take us to the next level of cycling entertainment click the link at packfiller.com hey let's do this that's low it usually comes in hot it does Mm -hmm. but it's it's quieter what the what the folks at home are hearing Mm -hmm. kind of like a waples brother Well, what are you talking about? I'll never hear the end of that. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Bulger, you have a... <laughs> and what? I said... <laughs> well, the clocks have been changed. The forecast looking promising. Could it be time to detach from the trainers? Yes, I hope so. We're all crossing fingers here. 
Welcome to Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler. Just like a ride with friends, but one of them is an asshole. And we've got reduced assholes tonight. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I didn't have any bleach references. You decide whom. I'll give you a little help. I'm Pat Bulger. Let's meet the panel tonight, you guys. When I introduce you, please let us know what song has recently been in your head that you cannot get rid of. Could be as early as today. Huh? All right. First off, he's the guy who probably believes that FTP should just stand for F that pedal. <laughs> Mr. I like that. Mr. Paul May. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Notice I didn't swear, though. Uh-huh. I'm still working on that. How are you, man? Good, good. You got any song other than this this wonderfully catchy theme in your head? Well, my wife and I have been waxing sentimental of like oh. the innocent days of the '70s, and we took the dog for the walk for a walk today, and we went where she grew up in the house, and we were talking about you know how things seemed to be simpler back in the '70s. Yeah. So we listened to '70s music when we got home, and. Uh, if you like pina coladas. Oh, uh, Rupert Holmes. I hated that. Did you really? It. But, you know, I don't mind it now because it's attached to, like, you know, the, that, the I hated it at the concept time. of the song is a guy who's, like, cheating on his woman, and she's cheating on him, and then they find out they're each absolute assholes, and they're like, oh, it's you. Oh, I never knew. I never knew you yeah. liked walking pina in the rain. Pina coladas and yeah. getting caught in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, man, you don't look at somebody in a bar called O'Malley's and suddenly say, hey, you're a cheating asshole. <laughs> so are you. That's right. Fuck. There, I did it. Mm-hmm. Screw you. No, screw you. No, screw you. I'm out of here. Okay, there we go. Um, I was planning on David Waples, so he's the guy who knows he talks softly, but is working on it. There we go. He's not here, but neither is Sam Waples. Sam Waples is the asshole in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Notice I said it right. Did I say it correctly? Hawaii? Yeah. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I could be there. Third, he's the guy who now everybody knows has a truly sterile backseat. Mr. Jackson Bolger. I I do. You're famous, man. I know, right? You're famous. You in the backseat of your car. Well, what can I say? There's a 70s song probably in the backseat of your car. Yeah, yeah. Not well, peeing in the backseat. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. you only do that once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless you live there. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not there yet. Uh, um, I recently have had, I have a bunch, I every single day I have some sort of song stuck in my head. I do too. Um, yep. Today it is Die For You by The Weeknd. It's on the radio and it's just like a, it's a song that I've been really loving lately. Um, there's another one by a guy named David Kushner. His name, uh, it's called uh, Cannon Beach. So those oh. are the two that are stuck in my head right now. Is he singing about Cannon Beach, Oregon Cannon Beach, mm-hmm. you think? Oh, yeah. I no. don't know if there's another one. Really? For sure, yeah. So really? both of them are good. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're not, so they're not bad ones. No, they're not I bad think. ones. Like Paul I, had a bad one. Yeah. Oh, no, their song, if I ever have a song stuck in my head, it's typically ones that I've been listening to. And I heard something that if you're going to sleep and you have a song stuck in your head, what you can do is listen to the whole entire song and then that song will no longer be stuck in your head. It's because you cut it off too early. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's the truth, but let's try that. So listen. It's to like the Eric whole- Cartman when he does um, "Sail Come Sail Away" by by Sticks. You guys don't know that reference, but anyway. I don't know. If I I, I, I know Sticks, but I and I know South that. Park. South Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he can't ever start come sail away by sticks unless he goes through the whole thing and and in the cartoon <laughs> he does the whole thing super fast i'm saying wait come come in forward, I'm <laughs> it's really funny yeah. 
Me, I'm the guy who's getting propofol and a car battery attached to his nipples tomorrow. Oh, man. Good thing you don't have piercings. I wish I would. Yeah. Is there film? <laughs> there, Is there going to be any what, films? I'm gonna, I, had, I actually had a student ask me that today. They said, Miss Pat, are you going to videotape it? Are you going to vlog like, it? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll ask my wife. To, hey, guys. Yeah. About to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, my song today that I woke up, unfortunately, was um, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Mm, you've had that one bad. before. I know you've mentioned that. Really? Yeah. I don't know where it came from. I just, in my head, woke up this morning and... You like George Michael? <laughs> I hated that song in high school, and I hate it today. Mm. I don't have anything against George Michael. I love Freedom, 90, whatever that song is. Freedom. <laughs> Got to give a what you take. But I, I, I don't like that that one. I, I remember I used to go to dances in high school, and they'd play it like nine times at a two-hour dance. And everybody'd scream, ah, they do it again. I'm like, no. I was a very lonely guy in high school. Yeah, I'm getting the cardio version tomorrow, and I truly cannot wait. I hope I'm not putting much into it, you guys, but I, I hope I wake up tomorrow with a proper resting heart rate for the first time in about five weeks. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really hoping. Um, it's likely going to be temporary. You know, I, that's what I'm hearing, that this whole thing is just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to do this, and it's going to fix you for... We don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm praying, like, 90 days would be... A dream come true and then mm. you go to the next phase or whatever it is but um i be not to feel anaerobic climbing stairs would be very nice and, <laughs> and because this weekend i think i texted you guys i was like if i could get out because we're going to get into the 50s mm-hmm. fahrenheit here this weekend and i'm like if i could just get out for a 90 minute ride that would just oh i i would probably cry the whole ride and i know i'm sounding like a little melodramatic pain in the ass or Sam would call me a bitch because yeah I just uh, I don't know it's it I it's really small on the overall scale of things don't you no. think well I, I don't have a you know I'm not dead I don't have anything that's going to be a death sentence per se um, I can still function and go about my daily life but if it's a big deal to you, which mm-hmm. it is a big yeah. deal, yeah. if it is a big deal to you, It'd be then a, it's big a big deal, deal to me. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay to make a big deal out of it. I really Does it have to be life threatening to be a big deal? I don't know anymore. You know, every like a boil on the taint. That's a big deal. <laughs> but it's not yeah. life threatening. It is a big deal. Yeah. I think that's a bigger yeah, deal ask, than uh, anything. Ask Laurent Vignon yeah. last last uh, time trial in '89. Did he have a boil on yeah. the taint? That really? was Is part that of his. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the problem. I mean, remember the year he dropped out because of a tapeworm. Yeah, he had that. Yeah, it was eighty wow. yeah. four, five. Yeah, eighty yeah, five was Pino one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might have been that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad, 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 bad stuff. And I guess that, you know, that just grosses me out. So I know Sam's riding his bike and not eating meat in Hawaii, but uh, how are things <laughs> going on around here? How are you guys doing? Um, we're, we're just getting over our last snow accumulation, mm-hmm. which is good riddance. But I think we yeah. might be smoke-free this summer. I'm. We had a wet spring yeah. anyway uh, yeah. last year, yeah. but oh. we had a little bit of smoke, but not that long. Yeah, I remember it wasn't as terrible, but mm-hmm. it was still there. We had like a like three or four days or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how should well first of all let me know how your training week went and second of all should things look good enough this weekend what would be your plans individually for for actually getting out on the roads i mean yeah I, things have been good you know i've been training indoors i've been yeah hitting numbers that i didn't in december so that's that's positive i stalk you you were doing short and quick yeah and yeah. that's what that's what i really focus on now in this time of year when it's indoors i don't want to you know be depressed uh so <laughs> i so i just i i like you said short and quick um and then the the intensity is something that i like always desperately focus on um and then the uh the long steady miles is what i get with you guys anyways when okay. we go outside so yeah we can't, can't get his heart rate up he's just you know yeah rides along these are steady <laughs> we're like ah! we're we're totally yeah you know yeah flat you, at, flat stick you and pulling like, off yeah. i just didn't know right. oh no you're dropping me <laughs> oh no but I, I i get those i get those long steady miles by riding with everybody we i mean sure sure i haven't really done over like 45 minutes for a while so god that's what that's what outdoor times for. Mm-hmm. That would be I would be freaking out more than I am right now. Mm. See, I, I'm I'm very focused on like road racing this year, yeah. and most of if not all of my road races are not going to be very long, anyways. That's a good point. So, yeah. might as well focus on that sprint power that I know I've got, and yeah. But for this weekend, um, I mean, I would be not against riding with mm-hmm. people, um, whoever's whoever's up for it, uh. Just because, God, I gotta, I gotta get outside. Yeah, for my I own. At the point now. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, ugh, I'm tired of, tired of sitting in that room on that bike. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Paul, what's your week like, and uh, are you planning on? I uh, I rode. Well, when we got snow, they kind of like. Oh you know, man, yeah. Because so. we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. potentially getting out. Yeah. Nope. It wasn't gonna happen. Nope. So I got my weekend, you know, on the trainer. Uh, I had my rotating day off, excited, wait until it, it got above freezing. It was probably around close to 1 o'clock to make sure it is where I was going to go. <laughs> Rolling down about a mile from my house. and Oh, no! I thought, no big deal, no big deal. Just switch it and put in, roll. <laughs> oh, so I thought on. I couldn't see it, but what happened, once you air it up, I didn't check the tire because I, I cleaned out the inside. But I had like a quarter-inch slice from oh. from some glass. So for those who say, well, if you had tubeless, Boo. no, it would have it yeah. emptied out. I was screwed. There'd be so. another inch of white stuff on the ground if yeah. you had tubeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> It'd be all over me and my <laughs> yeah. head. And it's like, <laughs> God dang it. Ah, uh, so Look like Monica Lewinsky's dress. That's right. Cars <laughs> turning on the wipers. <laughs> what is this? What's wrong with this guy? He's spewing out juke all He's over like, my car. You're like one of the robots <laughs> from the Alien movies. <laughs> Spitting the milk everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, that was disappointing. So I went home and and then because that was a f- fairly good shape. Now it was it was a GP four thousand. So they haven't made those for oh, a couple of years. Yeah. But I. I I kind of stock up when I see yeah. tires go on stock. That was my last GP4000. It probably uh-huh. didn't even have 500 miles. So I went and ordered up some tires. Did you? And mm. tubes. And I'm out of CO2. And it is like, oh, So then my wife and I, as I mentioned, walked the dog. And yep. then 
wax sentimental about 70s. You know what? There are a lot of other Rupert Holmes songs that really are messed up, too. There's another one. He's just like, uh, him, him, him. What you gonna do about him? I think that's really funny that you took it, it to it this It popped place. into my head. Yes. It popped into my head. There's another one where he's singing a song, and, and I like the it, there's no guitar solo. He just sings. He's like, goes, <laughs> and you're like, dude, you're a rock star. You have budget, man. Just get a guitarist to come in. Anyway, um, I have not done doodly squat again. Well, yeah, because of the ticker. And but I have been doing the derby stuff, the derby workouts. I'm now at uh, 200 lunges on each leg. I did that today. Wow. And it's yeah. So. <laughs> Please tomorrow work. Um, yeah, I, I um, a couple people have been asking me to write this out, so I'm going to write out the journey. But I, I, I think it's also time to probably talk to some people, kind of like David, and and even not kind of like David. Sorry, like David. Um, sorry, David. <laughs> I like you, man. Um, I think you're really. Um, and uh, even probably try to get uh, Leonard Zinn back on or something like that mm-hmm. and talk to him about that and maybe maybe kind of talk about the this process because it is it is something that you know I think a lot of endurance athletes might not a lot but certain percentage deal with and and it's better to have the knowledge and understand that you know it's it's technically it's treatable so let's go right mm-hmm. um, how soon do you guys start officially kind of quote training are you guys a are you guys underway, or is there like like okay, we're out on the roads? Do you, you know, do you are are there workouts planned, or is it is it kind of a ride when you can, long steady distances, slowly build? Because I mean, races are happening. There was a race last weekend on the other side of the state mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Which, uh- I hear the Masters field was the biggest. Way to go, road cycling. You're still continuing the tradition <laughs> of middle-aged white men. And Cat Force. Are, are there? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh, that's the biggest. Trying to get out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have been considering... I've been calling it training since, like I've been saying, you know, since December. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think hardcore training is, is a now type of situation. Um, I mean, the first race is on my birthday... Uh, so I know, so I gotta, (laughs) at least, at least for me, I want to, I want to take that, that stuff seriously. So I, I mean, I want to be ready by that time. So I think once outdoor training starts, that's when I think serious fitness stuff will really kind of, yeah, exactly. Cause then I can kind of test how things really are. I think I said on a previous show that I don't really consider it like a real, it's it's hard to understand like what the real gains you've made over this winter are unless you're outside, because yeah. when you're inside, it's just the same thing you felt all year. Wow, do you, Paul? Do you are you already incorporating a plan of attack right now, or are you just waiting, kind of maintaining, and then? No, I I you know I always kind of push it, and as I mentioned before, like uh, doing intervals and doing like on the RGT, I had. I'd do three different sure. workouts, yeah, yeah. you know, based on the whatever I planned on doing. But um, yeah, so I've already talked to my wife. She has a little scooter. Um, do some motor pacing on Mario's. So every other Tuesday, hitting that. Wow. Um, so <clears throat> whenever she feels comfortable, and the sand's 
been swept off the road. That's yeah. probably mm-hmm. best for her. Uh, and I think next year, so that was when I went down to Palm Desert, I was hoping that to really start launching, you know, you get the 400-mile weekend and then just kind of build off of that, you know. Yeah. Um, but next year I'll probably go back and see my buddy Stu uh, maybe in February, a little later. That's the weather's a, a little bit. So. Yeah. And then uh, unfortunately, really, that's a really good time to do yeah. it. You know, it's just <clears throat> getting to February. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there is a little caveat because I, I talking to my wife last night, um, I I want to go see Peru Bay. You know, yeah. Well, the Flanders and Peru Bay. And I'm kind of getting burned out on traveling because air travel's lost its luster the way things happen. It's just yeah. not even fun anymore. So, yeah. But is it the I people it or is it the no, airlines? No, it's the airlines. It's, you know, it's all messed up. Like, even my trip down to Palm Desert, you know, I was stuck in an airplane or in an airport for 12 hours, over 12 hours, oh, um, you know, in which you're only supposed to take like three and a half hours. So, um, you know, and then the next day, the FAA shut down the whole airport. Lucky I made it that day before. It was like Jeez. they had something going wrong with their system. and so you know and then you hear all this other thing so yeah. but anyway um if i if i do go to belgium next year then i may not go just for cost purposes yeah. go down yeah. to palm desert but, one over the other mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah um i've uh i've booked my spring training camp this is how positive i am that tomorrow i'm going to feel halfway back to normal i'm going with my rv to Lewiston, Idaho. That there Clark is an RV. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was looking around, and I'm going like, okay, because we had talked about, you know, as a group, as a collective group, mm-hmm. and that kind of fell apart, and my ticker didn't help, and stuff like that, and so everybody just kind of, you know, we kind of got wishy washy on it, which is nobody's fault. Um, and then I was just looking around, and I was going, okay, Pat, you got to think positive for the first time in your adult life. And um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, where's the banana belt in this region? Where's a place that in the first week of April is going to be in the mid to upper 50s and I can go and find kind of bare roads. And yes, <laughs> my wife made me make sure that I was near some sort of a decent hospital oh, because I'm going to yeah. still be on thinners. That's yeah, nice. So yeah. yeah, so I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll find one. So I found I found Lewiston, Idaho, where it smells like the pulp mill. But uh, you're there for a day and you get used to it. And the average temperatures look warm. And I was like, I'm going to just go drive my RV down there. I'm going to book five days. And I'm just going to ride every day, you know, LSD miles, you know, nothing mm-hmm. major, nothing hardcore. I'm going to do some climbing and stuff like that because I have gained over these last five weeks, I've gained about five pounds because it's just, I haven't been doing anything. I've been going through my daily routine, but I come home at the end of the day and I, I'm just like, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, beer's good. Uh, <laughs> and and so I, I was hoping like that week will be a kind of a kickstart to kick things mm-hmm. going and, and maybe bring things back a little bit. Um, uh, I do need to ask you guys, though. Um, actually, do I have it later in the show? I just got to make sure I'm sticking to my own itinerary. Would, what would you guys do in terms of if, if you were in my situation? And I don't need to make this show all about me, but if you guys were... Staring down the barrel of, and we talked about this after we after we finished the show last week. Um, uh, Paul, you mentioned somebody you knew who was on on blood thinners, um, and a major crash is is serious shit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what would you guys do? Because I have a feeling after I finish this procedure tomorrow, they're going to say, okay, you know, knock on wood, things are back to normal in your heart rate, but you can't go off your, your medication until you're a specific amount of time without AFib because it, you know the AFib builds clots and the last thing you want to do is, is have a stroke. So what would you guys do in terms of that with uh, your your the racing calendar that's back? Um, would you group fast group rides that are back? Uh, uh, the gravel rides versus road races versus fondos? How would you guys address the situation if you were, oh, I don't know, the guy you're looking at from across the bar? Uh, I would uh, definitely consult your your cardiologist mm-hmm. about that. I think that's number one thing. If he says not a good idea, then don't do it. But um, if he says, well, you know, if you're you're careful, I would. And my wife said I would allow you to ride because we after we heard yeah, about yeah. it, she said, you know, I wouldn't. It shouldn't slow. Just like what David even said, it's yeah. you know, you can still live a good life and do things, but. Uh, you'd always have to uh, be with somebody and not travel too far away where, you know, yeah. like do a hundred mile, you know, and 50 miles away out of town yeah. in farmland. Mm-hmm. That's not a good idea. But, you know, yeah, just train on circuits or something close to yeah. town. So that's what I would do. Mass start races. Mm. What would you I No, mm. you guys are both. Cr- you, yeah. We're on YouTube, yeah, but I you think, guys both just kind of grated your teeth yeah. there. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that. As, you're not hurting my feelings. This is kind of a conversation for ourselves and for, yeah. I don't know, people listening to us. Yeah. Um, I think that I know we have smart racers in the city of Spokane. Um, I just don't trust. I, I in any race scenario, this mm-hmm. isn't the local racers. This isn't anybody in particular that I'm calling out. But I just I don't trust them because anything can happen when you're in a sure. race. Yeah, and so I, especially as hard as you can crash at the speeds that you would be going at, I would be a little freaked out. Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I, I mean, I would take a. If I were in this situation, I would take a killer DS roll until. I, you know, <laughs> like, like until I until I were off of these, sure, okay, the, like blood thinners, yeah, yeah. What uh, about like the the TNTs and Thursday nights? Is that the same as a race? That scares me almost even more. Does it really? Okay. Yeah, okay. just it, because there's traffic involved as sure. well. Sure, yeah. I would I would probably more apt that than than like a training series, you know. Yeah. Um, especially like the course that the original course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts off pretty mellow, and then it, you know, hits the hill and things thin out. So you, yeah, you really yeah, you're not yeah. in a tight yeah, group, yeah. and um, so I, I think that would be safer. And you're close; we're close to town. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would just say that. But if it was like right out to like what they call a course brutal, you're starting to push a little bit. You're a little you know? farther but out. But yeah. yeah, that mm-hmm. I, I still think I probably would. Yeah, I'm sure my wife would wouldn't have a problem with that since. Yeah. She's a ruler of our roost. Yeah. So. <laughs> but mind you, I'm, I, I am also the, like the, I'm the worrier. Sure. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like, I guess it's nice to have two different perspectives here. No. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up in this, in this context, because it, I think it's an interesting conundrum to be, um, you know, finally able to go out and, and do these kind of things, but, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to under this restriction of the fact that, um, you know, road rash is, 
you know, it's a, I'm not going to die from road rash, but yeah. but you know, um, you know, could be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting hit by a car, you know, or road rash if you're way the hell gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am signed up for the the last best ride at the end of the summer in in Whitefish, Montana, um, and that's like shit. I hope I can make it to that. You know, because. I think it's important to make that a goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but absolutely. I, th- I think I think what Paul said is important. Just yeah. to just see what see what the the professionals say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's the word we can really trust. Well, you know, and I I I, I, I know the doctor's going to say, you know, like, well, you know, don't stress your heart too much, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. but in terms of the actually going out and doing activities, you know. Um, you know, this is the same doctor who told me, "Hey, the beta blocker is going to do great things for your golf game." <laughs> I just want to look and go, "You're barking up the wrong tree, there, chief." Because I am not the guy who try archery. Yeah. Archery, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it calms your st- steady yeah. your yeah. nerves yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Um, now, do you guys, in terms of um, endurance-based miles for this time of year, how how what's your longest ride you guys would do? Jackson, I know you're not the, in the gravel mentality anymore, so you're not going to be going out and cranking out 100-milers. Well, I, it depends on how our buddy Sam really makes this bike purr. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Uh, oh, so you might gravel it back. I think. I mean, I think what's been keeping me from it is just the inability of the bike itself. Sure. Um, so is it loose. No, I'm just tightening a little oh, bit. Okay. Um, I think. I. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I have definitely been kind of referring more to that road side of things. But in terms of distances, I mean, I remember we suggested one day. I didn't finish it, but a 70 mile ride a couple yeah. of years ago, and that we did. That, I mean, I remember you guys did it, I think, but yeah. I, I had to finish early. But I that's something that I would consider now. Like, now that I know how to handle that distance, it would be something that I would be willing to just try again. Do you base it off of, and, and this is the same for you, Paul, and, and same question in terms of how far you go. Do you base it off of time or do you base it off of distances? Um, I probably would do, especially because everybody I'm riding with are younger, so the, yeah. the pace will be up. Um, and, and when you ride with a big group, me personally, I will never ride probably further than 65, 70 miles by myself in a group. I'll probably extend if, you know, if we decide to do a hundred mile outside of a hundred, none. You're done. No, I don't, I don't care to do anything over and, and even doing a hundred. Jackson, you don't either. Mm -mm, Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we do Mount Spokane, leave my house is 88 miles Mm -hmm. round trip top to bottom, you know. That's max. So yeah, yeah. I mean, on the way home, we always seem to hammer it home, and then once you get into town, people yeah. spin out their legs. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm prob my my objective is especially with this end of the summer kind of an, a goal, you know, which is a hundred milers. I think it's at least a hundred miler. I think it is. I'll have to look it up. Um, is to get a couple hundred milers in this year, you know, for sure, and 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 do those i don't i don't want to do the low slow and steady stuff because that just boring oh yeah mm-hmm. you know no offense to my milehead friends but uh it's just it's i don't want to stop for hot dogs and take a picture and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that it's yeah. just you know and that's but just they have fun they have absolutely they have a great time and they're yeah. great guys mm-hmm. but it's just not i don't think it's in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. um so there we go uh, should we get, let's, we probably need to sh- shift to the news. So let's get things rolling with 
Uh, the news intro. There we go with our quick check from the headlines brought to you by our friends at our official beer provider, Perry Street Brewing. Great atmosphere, beer, and the definition of a true neighborhood pub in the heart of Spokane's Perry Street District. And bullshit is the name of our first story. Kristen Faulkner has been disqualified from the Strada Bianca women from wearing a continuous glucose monitoring sensor during the race, in case you haven't heard about this one. It was on the fence for a while, but then it ran through it. Uh, Cycling News, I got this story from. They reported that uh, she risked disqualification from the classic after she was seen with it under the under the just you know uh, the, the sleeve of her jersey. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the UCI confirmed that she has been disqualified, which took place. Oh, yeah, that's all US, UCI bullshit. But um, devices which capture other physiological data, including any metabolic met- metabolic sorry values such as but are not limited to, to glucose or lactate, are not authorized in competition. Okay, so that's what they said. She apparently fitted the monitor to her arm before being called up to Strada Bianca. This is a late call up and thought the UCI rule uh, referred to the active use of the monitors on a mobile phone app. Her sensor was not connected to her phone during Strada Bianca is what she's claiming. So that being said, I would like to ask you guys your thoughts on this. Um, We don't really have them overly available here in the states um uh the fo- fine folks at wahoo i was going to do a t- a uh, a test for them and they sent me some super sapien um monitors i just never fired them up because i had things that happened and i didn't do the test they're still somewhere around the house um but i i've never used them i i don't understand them i i understand the concept behind them but um the illegality and um you're just your opinions upon that in terms of where they do they have a place in racing yes or no um i mean she didn't win yeah <laughs> you know she so had a brilliant ride right yeah. right um so I, I i don't know if it's really if it really matters i mean we are monitoring so much in this day and age in, in, in the world of cycling that I don't know if really wearing a glucometer during the entire event would really make give her an extra leg up. Um, I mean, I guess in some scenarios, like in a Milan San Remo, when it's an extra long race and you know how your body needs to like refuel in those situations, I think that that could be kind of a big help. But realistically, I mean, I feel like those riders are going to kind of base it off of feel. So I, I don't really know if it matters that much but also you know rules are rules and it has been a rule for a, for a bit now mm-hmm. so i mean i feel like no matter what if she's saying that it wasn't connected to a cellular device i mean she's not allowed to carry one per the uci rules but it i feel like she probably should have known which i which i which i hate to say but it's yeah. like that has been a rule for a while now so why would you put it on your arm knowing that you're breaking the rule because there, you have cameras everywhere. Or, you can't hide anything. Or to ask somebody, "Hey, this isn't connected to my phone. Are we cool?" You know, I'm sure they were walking around measuring socks for Christ's sake. You know, yeah. so it's just I don't I don't understand the context behind the setting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two two things that I approached, and Jackson kind of did it too. First of all, you, rules are made whether you like them or not. You have to abide by them. Um, on her defense. Those things are expensive. She just apparently just put it on. Yeah. And I can understand, you know, well, 
I'm not going to take it out. This you have to throw it away. I mean, it was a late call up. Yeah, it's a one and done thing. Yeah. 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 So, but the thing is, is what, uh, you know, like you said, why didn't you bring it up? Hey, just letting you know, it's not connected to anything. Do we have a problem here? Yeah. You know, um, I think that's what she probably should have played with. On the other hand, is UCI is notorious for not explaining why they have the rules. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's they are. Like, they are. It's new. Ban it, and then we'll think about it later. Yeah, and, and yeah. what is the purpose? Because they have no needle. Now it is a needle that penetrates into the body. Yeah, are they considering that a needle? Um, I don't know. That's probably grasping at yeah. at things. I don't know. And 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 they won't give an answer. You know. Yeah. And and yet everything else. You know, we have watts. We have everything. Altitude. Right. Uh, yeah, all that information we have radios telling you where the race is, and then for the safety of this person, you know, with their blood sugar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what is uh, Nordo? Uh, is it Nordo- Nordisk? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they have to monitor their. Yeah, they, do they get? Uh, they have to. Yeah, yeah. And a they therapeutic not- use exemption. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was so, going to mention. I wonder if they like because at, at no point has there been diabetic mentioned anywhere. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I I think it's again it's the UCI notoriously not explaining their way out of it, saying, "Hey, listen." And to me, it makes people understand and and abide by law if you understand the law, as opposed to you can't do this. And and like raising kids, I always explain, "Don't do that." Why? Because you can get hurt, or this is not proper, or it's yeah. it's bad mm-hmm. manners, blah 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 blah. And then it sinks in. But if you just say no because I say so. It never Shit. sticks, God, you know. Because I said so is what yeah. I grew up to, <laughs> and it's, it's annoying. Hey, you're breaking all the rules. Yeah, <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> but but because I said so. Then the okay. next fifteen times you do it until you're like, ow! If I touch the stove, it hurts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> and that's when sometimes you just as the parent you're just like, oh, all right, touch the stove. Yeah, see what happens. All right. Oh, you can't sit down in the wet snow. Well, you're walk, gonna have a wet ass. Yeah, walk out into traffic. Sorry, Go that ahead. Was, <laughs> I dare you. That was a personal experience. I didn't mean to vent there. <laughs> oh, really? Speaking yeah. from work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Perry Nice and Torino Adriatico uh, wrapped up this last week. And, and, and some sort of a, uh, a recap for ourselves. Um, is there anything we walked away and what have we learned in terms of, first of all, the Tade versus Jonas uh, matchup? Are people concluding too early that the Tour de France is over? <laughs> oh, I I mean if if Tade was this way last year. Yeah. At at the beginning of the season and I think that he's playing it better than he did last year. I well, I hope at least because at the moment he's not chesting his cards. No. He's showing everybody that he's flying. But I I think that's part of his game. I think that he races to win every single game and or every single race, race. excuse yeah, me. No, yeah. yeah. Um so I think that I mean at the moment if we were to predict the tour it would be a resounding Tade win because th- this last week I feel like it really showed that they were on different levels. I mean Jonas was there yeah. and definitely like present in that in that race but I think that it showed that Tade at the, like I said at the moment was just he was head and shoulders above the rest. I mean his his explosiveness his I mean, willingness to win every single everything that he enters is, yeah. is it's impressive. That's very true. I mean, he's he's that way. And there was, of course, I'm bringing up. I'm an old guy. There's one guy yeah. that 
he said, why not win every race? And he was asked not. There's people that got pissed because he he was going to win all the time. Yeah. And that was Eddie Merckx. Yeah. And and I think uh, Pidcock said it last year. That Tade's playing with our balls, you know. <laughs> the best quotes. Yeah, absolutely. Because he can just do anything. And yeah. even even one of the, I think there's a penultimate, penultimate stage where um, uh, Vindigo was, was going pretty hard and stuff. And it kind of settled back down. And the camera pulled up. And Tade's just like, yeah, sticks his he tongue was waving. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. This guy is is unique. I think he's he's one of a kind, one of a generation, and it's fun watching him. Uh, even if he wins, I mean, this is going to be as long as he can stay upright. He doesn't seem to have bad luck. He doesn't yeah. seem to crash out. And when he does go down, he bounces back up like in the tour. You know, when he went yeah. in the ditch, yeah. uh, he never makes excuses. He never, you know. But I think, as in, you know, somebody mentioned uh, on a podcast, you know. How, how are you going to stop this guy? Well, the same way that Yumbo Visma did it last yeah, year. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Uh, uh, Jonas is not the same rider, right. so he he can't be on a solid peak like yeah. like Tade. But what they did do is is have like his best team around him, and and that team was split. They were, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. You know, we look at Torino Adriatico, and we look at the fact that Primoz Roglic had a great race, I mean, mm-hmm. three stages, right? Yeah, three stages? yes, three stages. Um, nothing in a in a dominating fashion, but still, you know, you're coming into these home stretches, and he still has the kick, he still has mm-hmm. the sprint, mm-hmm. and and the fortitude to do it. Um, so. What uh, yes, UAE has has increased their regiment this year, but I don't know. I mean, I I think the depth of something like Yumbo Visma is the only thing that's going to beat this yeah. guy. Well, and I th- I I think that one thing that is important that that UAE has now added to their you know repertoire is he's a guy I always make fun of, but it's a Yates mm-hmm. and yeah. who has been on pretty consistent form at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and he has the availability in the tour to blow it now because yeah. he's mm-hmm. got somebody behind him who will not blow it. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is being used a lot better on a team like UAE than he is on Ineos because I think that he has now a reliable source to like pour all that en- energy into. So I think that this year's tour is going to be really, really impre- like interesting because Roglic is showing really exciting early season form. But the one I was surprised by was wow to not see some sort of victory from him in the past week. I believe the statistic was this is the first time in multiple years that that uh, Wout Van Aert and Matthew Vanderpool both showed up to the same race and not one of them won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Or yeah, podium, I, podium, 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 podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, what was it since 2018 in a stage race yeah. that they didn't. I think that's what it was. I can't remember. Is that that. Wout had not won at least one stage in the stage race. Wout was yeah. clearly sick. You could tell. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that um, part of that too is that that you know you don't want to start slamming it. If you miss two mm-hmm. weeks, he's going to use this to get and uh, into shape. And if you look, he did a lot of work for Roglic. Yeah, a yeah. lot of work, and that and that helps your fitness too. You know, mm-hmm. so I think you. It'll be interesting this weekend to see where both, because yeah. Matthew is doesn't look mm-hmm. all that. I, he even said Cross was probably not the best idea. Matthew did some yeah. some lead out work. 
Mm-hmm. A little bit of lead out work. Solid lead out work. Yeah. 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 So, which, well, let's just jump to it. It leads us to the first monument in the season, Milan San Remo. Um, okay. I, I, um, in the uh, Cycling Legends podcast, which I also am, am a part of, the, the great guys over there, be sure and check them out, by the way. Um, there was a, a, a question by a listener talking about whether. Um, talking about the status of Milan San Remo. First of all, it's a monument. Um, and then the question by the listener was asking in terms of um, Strada Bianca versus Milan San Remo. In terms of Paul's already giving me this, like, well, well, don't waste my time. Are you going to use your? Are you going to yeah. use your voice? No, the, that was Eddie. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen to the show. Yeah, pull the curtain back. Yeah. Pulling yeah. the curtain back. The, Ed, the Eddie, hey, what you the, the, the Eddie about, voice you know? is always yeah. kind of. I always end up laughing my ass off at one point in time while recording those segments, uh-huh. <laughs> especially the Taylor Swift that bit. Yeah, that was good. Um, but uh... hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Milan San Remo, can we all agree, pretty freaking boring for a long time. I don't watch a lot of Milan San Remo. Yeah. Paul, you watch every no uh, I try it's to. All eight hours or whatever. It, it yeah, is, so, it yeah. comes on at 1.45 in the morning <laughs> oh, for us. But I won't be, I won't be up. I, if I wake up, I will turn it on and go in and out. And that's okay. what, yeah. what I do. Uh, CP's invited me over to his place. Oh, okay. And Dismount and I will go over there. I think about five thirty. Oh, mother of pearl! So yeah. Easily, I mean, I'll probably be up by four watching at really? my place. Yeah. Wow. But you know, <laughs> it's hard to wrangle. You're gonna invite. Hey, you want to come over and watch it? You know, what time works for you? And I'm thinking, I know four o'clock's not gonna work for him. <laughs> so oh I said five thirty. Wow. He goes, really? That early? Uh, no, no. Oh, that's the race, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 That, okay. You know what? Before we even get to Milan San Remo, I did have one of our our loyal listeners ask about Perry Roubaix and a watching party, mm, and yeah, yeah. you know, for example, one of our our friendly pubs around the neighborhood being willing to, to to host a watching party. But I'm looking at I'm looking at my my friends like Paul who watch it live, and I'm like going, I just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I mean, it have to obviously no pub's going to be open at. Yeah, at yeah. four a.m. Yeah, yeah. But so, do you? Would you be willing to not watch it live no, to watch I can't it do that, that There's evening? No fucking okay. way. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I'm I'm almost the same way. It's not that I I watch any of these races live, but I I have to watch them it, once I wake up immediately. Uh-huh. Coffee's on. I'm watching that because I, wanna, I am too. I want my phone. I I will be honest. I do like my social media. 
Yeah. And so I don't want to have to be restricted from what I can and can't do. And I also, that's a race that I, last year at least, I never fast forwarded on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, I got to dedicate a good amount of time to that. And the worst social media managers on the planet are writing the worst, here it is, fucking headlines on the planet by saying, you know, Tade Bagachar wins Paris-Roubaix. Click this link. It's like, you dumb shit. Yeah, click mm-hmm. Why would you want me to click a link if you're already telling me the heart of the story? Mm-hmm. You could actually write a headline, heaven forbid, that says incredible insane wet and wild roubaix click that link okay that's that intrigues me i'm gonna go click to that link i have been on this soapbox for years about social media twitter accounts all these dumb shitheads who are writing these posts who are just spoiling everything left and right well we live in an instant gratification society well you're idiots (laughs) don't do it I mean, especially, That's you know, me, tough. I by habit sometimes just reach over, grab my phone and like, oh, OK, I'm up in the morning. God damn it. <laughs> you know, there's a picture like I, I think I sent a photo of me watching the race and it was a pre-shot photo of Tade doing some of a victory salute, Jackson. And you were like, hey, uh, hey. I think, oh, oh yeah. that's just that's just the the pre-shot photos. It has yeah. nothing to do with who won the race. I would never post a spoiler. I hate spoilers online. I hate the people who post spoilers online, and a lot of them are in cycling media. There, sorry, mm-hmm. did I? Oh, <laughs> I think I might. Well, what's your heart? Rate? I think I might yeah. have just jumped Shit. it back into normality. I feel I feel great. You gotta get the poison out. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> <laughs> well, on that that uh, you know, I'm brainstorming a little bit, but um, if we found like a a, a venue I'd be willing to be there if we can get it set up at 5.30 people can roll in Oh, you know what I mean yeah. when they want it's gotta uh, be that's one way you know because I'm gonna be up at that point anyway <laughs> so you know but the other the other way we could do it is say 7 o'clock and we will start even though it's close to the finish with delay we can we can rewind, you know, rewind yeah. down to where it really starts in Troisville yeah, yeah, you know, and so you're 100 and was it 170 kilometers or less than 170 mm-hmm. kilometers to the finish, and then you know anybody who squeaks out the you know the finish because we're going to be yeah delayed. if they spoil it yeah you immediately draw yeah. on cord with them yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and having fun doing it yeah. yeah so you get beat with a rubber I mean hose. that that's that's how we can <laughs> you do that yeah. shit yeah <laughs> I mean that's one way you could pull it off because you but, know yeah. somebody would and that's the problem because there's an asshole in every group who's looking ahead and you're just like oh don't be that person but uh, yeah see so I'm I'm scared. I'm terrified. Uh, Milan San Remo. Um, so super long. And is that what true is? Is the distance or the history or both what makes it truly a monument? I'm going to look at Paul on this one. Um, all of them. And I think two, which was, you know, there is a uniqueness about that race. So my little brother. Our, you know, yeah, yeah. Rest, in, uh, rest in peace. Yes. I uh, lived in Lake Como. And, oh, wow. And so he was saying, you know, you know, do you ever plan to come and see a race? And I explained, you know, one that I would like to see is Milan San Remo. And he goes, what's that? And I said, well, it actually happens next week. This oh. is like six years ago. So I told him and I sent a screen picture of, of the route. And he and his wife took off oh. and they were like, as soon as they got to a small little town, they said, 
all the people are like having parties and and stuff because the, the race went by, and and they said, "Oh, you just missed it. It was like ten minutes ago." Oh. But he ended up hanging out with these people the whole way, almost all the way to San Remo. He was behind the race and missed it all. Oh, now no. he's not an avid cycling fan, but he he thought, but he and he could catch the atmosphere, yeah. and so it's so unique that and it was Chris Sedwells that said in your the other show, yeah. um, in the feed zone that it starts in Milan and it's still kind of like winter, mm-hmm. and and you're going along and they go over yeah. this pass and then you're getting into the Riviera and it's just like spring is like this transition. Yeah. So there's a lot of beauty to it, and they always say it's the easiest race to finish, the hardest race to win. Yeah, and so there's all these different dynamics. Each race has, you know, to me on the classics, it has something very unique about them, and you know, to me, I think it's great. You can see what's unfolding. You know, when the breakaway goes, you see what small teams yeah. are in there and what big teams, and you try and figure out what they're going to do. So. And there's always been... Uh, well, I remember when I first got into following cycling, it was it, it was an attacker's type of a race. And then it switched to a sprinter's uh, style of a race, you know, with, with the Eric Zobel years especially. You know, I think he won six, five, six? Five, Something like I that. Think, Sorry, yeah. I could be wrong. I am my Merck seven. Merck seven. I mean, Merck's was not a flat out sprinter, mm-hmm. you know, so it wasn't that style of a race. And then it went to this sprinter style, and that now it seems to be back to this kind of these, these daredevil, these risk takers, these you know, and, and 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 that's what I find dynamic about it because the the pendulum shifts in terms of what style of a rider is going to win. With Maddie Mahorek last year, it was just this descending skill that that really sealed the deal um and and to see even Jesper Stoyven right mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. Could see his style with with a breakaway in that solo style of an effort i i love seeing that um so where do you guys envision it going is are we going to stay you know we have a, a a restricted uh start list here in front of us um Without picking your your riders, uh, what what style of a rider do you see coming to the forefront this year? And that being said, are we going to address the elephant in the room and the fact that Tadej Pogacar is is going to start this race? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I I think that it is not going to be a sprinter's classic this year. I think it's going to be more of a honestly like a possible GC leader almost like really? a, like a daredevil type of year because I don't think we're seeing the typical type of GC leader that we've seen before. This we have entered the age of the attacker. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It is it and honestly I couldn't be happier to be alive right now because mm-hmm. it is a beautiful style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think that's what'll win it this year and I think that the descent will also play some sort of key role in it again this year. You do. Mhm. Yeah, and on the Poggio, it always has. There was, oh gosh, what was it when uh, they go the last so one, freaking fast up Kel- that climb? Sean Kelly, who yeah. never wore a helmet, yeah, grabbed a helmet. Oh, that solid bull, yeah, yeah. Uh, broncoli. It, it was the worst yeah. looking thing. And they should have just called it broccoli, <laughs> broccoli, <laughs> because it looked yeah, like a head of broccoli on his. On his and noggin. I mean, he I took can his. Bring it up while Paul's talking, Jack. Yeah, it, okay. it is so bad. That's where he attacks, and he caught uh, Marino Argentine. Yeah. And uh, Argentine said, "I knew it was done once once he caught him because you know he risked yeah. everything." And then there was another good year when uh, uh, Wout won. Alaphilippe yeah. took off, yeah. and, uh-huh. and Wout just 
like close the door on him on the on the descent. And Ala Philippe is a great descender. Yeah. And uh, um, and he had disc brakes, and Lab didn't. Yeah. And how did he catch him? I don't know. Well, he couldn't stop. That's uh, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. um, so the descent is is crucial, but going up the Poggio, it's not. It's like a. I mean, it would kill me, but you know, it's it's not like for hill climbers. Yeah, there it is. It. It's such it's an ugly it. helmet. Yeah. It's such an ugly helmet. Look yeah. at look at Argentine. She's like, oh, yeah. He said he was done. He Mama hit 400 mia. meters. He knew he was over. Yeah. So why, Mamma Mia? Nice That's shorts, by the way. Playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, he's got little purple splotches yeah, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, that's on our monitor right now. If you're not listening to the show live and you, you're not watching us live, you're going to have to look up um, YouTube. Sean Kelly Broncoli. Oh, Jackson's got it on screen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and Kelly was truly one of, you know, that, that year was, well, he was an old man back in, in that year. That was, so that was, was a big deal. So, years, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it always boils down to, who can hang up, hang with the group, however fast they're going over the Poggio? Remember, um, the Shark of Messina won it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nibali. And yeah. That, that was just because he attacked and everybody was watching everybody else. But yeah. uh, And he's a massive descender. He was great. Yeah. And that's what kept it off. But th- there's what, five, four, uh, three, five or five to three kilometers before the finish? Yeah. So it can you regroup. really, yeah, it can regroup and it usually does. Cavendish took it. One yeah. Year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I mean, I, it, it could be a very interesting come yeah. down. What, who do you guys see? I, I I think we could go with the average three that we've been picking. Um, I am basically. Are we can all admit that it just narrows it down to two picks after we all pick Tadej Pogacar because <laughs> yeah. he's just. I mean, I you know what? Enough. We can compare him to Merckx. Mm-hmm. I think we can compare him to Merckx, and I think you know the and way I this think kid's that's going. Fair. It's not. Yeah. It's. It's a different time. Merck style. Yeah, yeah. Merck style, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a different time. I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to belittle Eddie Merckx in what he did, and I can't, you know, some people are going to, you know, wait, what is he about to say? Um, but but the, the times have changed, and racing has changed, and I think for somebody to equate to what Eddie Merckx did in his time in current, in our current world, would be bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the, we are we are looking at cycling in terms of uh, athletes who specialize in what they do. I mean, uh, the Voldemort was the king of that, where he focused on a very specific time of year, primarily three weeks in France, mm-hmm. and it worked mass majestically for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, reasoning we can get aside, but but um, the, for for a rider to be able to to equal the Palmares over the entire season like Merckx did, to even come close in today's society, I think is a, is a greater achievement. Yeah, it would be, mm-hmm. it would be unbelievable yeah. if somebody did. Yeah. To yeah. walk away with a career equal to Eddie Merckx's in today's society, mm-hmm. yeah, no game, no, mm-hmm. no difference. So, so anyway, yes, I'm picking Tade Pogacar as one of my winners because just watching him ride away in that final stage of Paris-Nice by himself, mm-hmm. he just yeah. hit the gas and rode away. Um, I, th- I think something like that could easily happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are going to be a lot of people watching him, but watching and holding are, are two completely different yeah. things. Um, I think Matthew Vanderpool has something in the tank. I think he's going to bring something to the table. I'm going to pick him, and I also I'm going way out on a limb here. 
but I, 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 and I don't know if, if he can handle the climb, but I think if it were to regroup, Mads Pedersen from, from uh, mm. Trek Segafredo, I think is, is, is a rider who is on a great place right now. And I think he can have a good day. Anybody want to jump in? Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, I think, I mean, I'm also picking Taddy Pikachu. I think that it's, it's hard to look against him. I mean, right? we've already, yeah. we've already done it. Um, I'm not picking either a Wout or a Matthew. Um, I'm going to pick Nielsen Palace. Because he's Whoa. a writer, yeah, he's a writer that nobody's really going to watch, and mm-hmm. he's got strong form going into this 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 part of the year. I think he got sixth mm-hmm. in uh, Perinis, mm-hmm. and that's I mean, for any F writer, that's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, who we are going to see win this? I think Tom Pidcock's going to win. Do you really? I genuinely do. I think that from seeing what he can show at Estrada Bianca. People are going to notice that he has something to show, but nobody's going to be watching him like they are Tade. And he struggled in Toronto Adriatico, though. Well, it's before the crash, right? And yeah. I think though that you see Tom reach the top of this and then absolutely raise hell. He is on the on the way down. Arguably one of the best guys at going downhill. I think right now he is the best in the world at going downhill. Yeah, and so I think that. Because of his, he's not, he's not, no, like nobody's going to watch him. I think yeah. because of that reaching, he will reach the top of the climb, I think, with the rest of the group. And then I think he's going to pull a Matej Mohoric. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Dropper seat post and everything. He doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Shit, he doesn't need he's, it. He's too short and angry. Yeah. Exactly. Dropper. Drop it. it just hits the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Right. <laughs> That's how he won Strata. So. There you go. Yeah. Paul, no, I wasn't mm-hmm. a fool. I didn't want to pick him, but Tade, because he's... He enjoys cycling. It's all fun, and and yeah. he enters everything to win. And he's going to put everything on the on the table. Yeah. I mean, he has nothing to lose. I mean, he's he's not working for anything but winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this is one of his objectives, and same with Flanders. Yeah. So, um, I so I picked him, uh, and I picked Wout. I think because he's well, he's won it before. He really knows and understands, and that the Poggio is one of those where power climbers can do. You know, like he's mm-hmm. shown in the tour, and he's shown yeah. even, even in Entrino Adriatico, um, they, I mean, he when he was needed, you know, yeah. powering up hills, he was, he was there. there. So even sick, too. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but my long shot is, and I will probably pick this. This is my new, <laughs> I, no, uh, yeah, is Arnaud Dili. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so waiting for Sepp and Mark or something yeah. like that. No, yeah. Sepp, Sepp, I'll, I'll, I'll pick. One more time, and that's from Perry Roubaix. <laughs> so, I think he's pretty much over the hill. for uh, Lotto Destiny, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. a twenty-year-old that is he's a phenom. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, I like him. I he uh, still lives with his parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wakes up and milks the cows. I mean, he works on the farm, and he says, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to the farm. I mean, this is something <laughs> that he's, yeah, yeah and he can, he, he's an unbelievable climber. I mean, and Omloop, he did very well, and same with uh, Kerners. And, uh, but um, yeah. he said, I'm hoping for snow and rain for oh. Saturday. Oh. I mean, he's that type of mindset person. Wow. So, yeah, he's a tough, tough cookie. Okay. So, I might have to get up early. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you guys, there we go. Let's jump to tonight's topic brought to us by our friends at Untapped Maple, you guys. Uh, salted citrus, you heard us. Uh, it is out and it rocks. Easiest nutritional options out there. Consistency is light, smooth, and easy to get in. Flavor's brilliant. Packaging is nice and light. Get to Untapped Maple through the Lincoln Pack Filler today. Get properly fueled for the ride. Tonight, I want to talk about cycling on the cheap, uh, or at least on the <laughs> the more affordable um, we all know things have gone out flat out insane. Um, you know, and I, 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 I could probably try to retract my thoughts to my younger days and try to figure out inflation rates and things like that. And, and that, you know, how much things cost then versus, you know, what they would cost today. But it just seems like when we've got super bikes that are well over $15,000, you know, componentry, it could create a need for a second mortgage. Um, and, 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 you know, shoes that are costing over five, six hundred bucks. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about the, I don't, I don't necessarily need to turn this into a bitch fest about why everybody's making so much, charged so much money, but what is truly worth spending big bucks on? And, and what we believe we can do to reduce the insanity or recommend ways and potential, to, you know, the, to, to avoid potential divorce, pa- divorce papers in the future because you're spending <laughs> too much money on stuff. Yeah. Not speaking from experience. Um, talk to me about what, first of all, you guys consider to be the most overpriced items in, in the world of cycling today. What you guys just look at and you're just like going, are you shitting me? Componentry. Componentry. Oh, yeah. Componentry, frames. Yeah, I mean it, it's all their wheels. I think yeah. tires, to be honest, with, with was a, a very underestimated like thing that's really important. Yeah, it, they're actually not that bad. Mm-mm. I mean, they haven't I gone up buy, that much. Yeah, I, I do remember tubulars <laughs> costing around fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah, and and I used to run in the nineties competition, and they were around. You know, even at my cost was eighty five dollars. Yeah, at wholesale. And then now I'm buying them for 88 online. Yeah. yeah. The same time. Well, they're even better quality. Yeah. So they haven't. Tires are something that people should spend. If you're going to spend money, not on that and so much on wheels, you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, tell me if I'm jumping ahead here, but I no. think that the things that I would spend my money on. Well, that's my very next question. Well, what are you, you willing to spend the full amount on? No skimping. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I th- there, are a, there are a few things. So helmet. Is my number one. You're not going to get another brain. Let's be real. You're not. Um, shoes. I'm thinking about contact points here. Mm-hmm. If my feet are uncomfortable after 10 miles, I hate that. I hate that. This is personal. But uh, saddle. You got to have a good, well-fitting saddle. It, does, it doesn't need to be carbon rails. It just mm-hmm. needs to be the one that works for your body. Yeah. Um, and then uh, wheels. I would I would spend a bit on wheels because you can make a large gain on wheels. I think that in a lot of cases I'm the one who rides an aero frame, so whole lot of, whole lot of merit what I'm about to say holds. Sure, but sure. I, I I mean I rode a Trek aluminum frame for a very long time, and I still put up some like some some results on yeah. on that. And so I think that adding like a, of an arrow set of wheels can really make a difference. Lighten up a bike too. So yeah, those are the things that I focus on. Ballers, is it what what things are you willing to go above and beyond in terms of price cost? Um, I I I agree with Jackson. If I have a 
a shoe that doesn't fit. I yeah. don't care if it's a hundred dollars or twenty dollars. I I, I got to have your feet have to be comfortable. Yeah. Right. And same with the saddle. It doesn't have to have, you know, carbon rails like you said. I I agree a hundred percent on all that. Uh, I think a, a decent set of wheels, but more importantly, the tires themselves. Really. Okay. Um, and I think, like in our area. You know, and I and I know aerodynamics is is a big thing, but anything more than you know a you know four centimeter depth rim around here, you know, we had an incident where we you had that gust of the wind. Road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and in deep dish wheels. Well, and and there was what what race was it this last week? Deep dish wheel. These guys were yeah. like going in the ditch, and <sighs> you know they're. Oh, it's yeah. just one yeah. of those things. I, I and and the average guy is going to have one set of wheels yeah you know maybe two and so a lot of them because it's cool to have deeper ones but depends on where you live if you don't have high winds like we can get up here then you know yeah but i think if you just kind of get decent fairly light wheels but good tires that's probably the best thing you can do on any bike yeah in my opinion i always lean towards uh Shoes have always been a thing. My my father always told me, uh, "What are you doing in the bathroom all day? Get out of there!" <laughs> no, that's that's straight from <laughs> yeah. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, but uh, my he he has always said, um, "Never skimp on footwear or eyewear." Mm. And the irony is that uh, our friends at Gooders are are incredibly affordable. So uh, you know, um, but but shoes I will never skimp on. I will always spend extra money on on shoes. And um, do you think price? Talk to you both. Do you think price equals comfort? Sometimes yes, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I think there are some. Um, I think when you when you're talking about shoes, and this is from a guy who rode Patrick's because Bernardi No wore them, and because it was my first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were terrible. They were absolutely. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was a narcissistic mistake because they were they were absolute trash. They were super flexy and and terrible. Mm. Uh, I guarantee, you know, if we were measuring watts, I guarantee I lost. 50 to 80 watts per pedal stroke kind of thing yeah. on those shoes but they were terrible but um but i i will i i i think when you go up in price you sometimes go up in light weight mm-hmm. and um i've never been a huge weight weenie to be honest because i mean look at me <laughs> it's it's not something that i'm gonna you know go to sleep and cry over because you know an extra you got over that yeah i did yeah yeah (laughs) barely um so i but i always i want a good stiff sole and i want a good comfort footbed i want an arch support and i want um and this is coming from a guy who spent money on a pair of lace-up shoes recently and i i mean nothing against our friends at giro it was not the shoe for me um my my mountain bike and gravel shoes are still lace-up and I, i don't mind them because i'm not really worried about a secure really tight mm-hmm. connection to the pedals but on the road bike um i i'm i'm looking for that i'm looking for a good secure connection so um when it comes to you know an 800 uh, pair of shoes that are custom designed and things like that they might look cool but but i know you can get something for cheaper but i'm not going to go too cheap on that and and my other one was helmet when jackson when you were a little kid i looked at i looked at your my wife your mom same person, believe it or not. Um, and I, I said, I yeah, said, I am, I am going to buy you the coolest helmets forever. And whatever style you want, I'm going to buy it because you would be excited to wear it because it looks cool. Like mm-hmm. a, a Bell V1 Pro. Yes. Uh. 
No, no, I had a Veta back then. Oh, it yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Hard bad. plastic. Yeah. I had a Veta also. Yeah. Um, but I always bought you the helmet and the color and the style you wanted because I was like, okay, you know, if we want this guy going out wearing something that he's going to be feel cool in. My parents made me wear a helmet to school in grade school, and I got laughed off the playground. Well, they now have CTE. <laughs> the kids? Yep. Yeah. They do. And they are lashing out mm-hmm. at the people that they know. No, they're lashing out at random objects in their homes because they can't recognize them from real people. Exactly. Not, not. I mean, no offense to people with not the actual condition. Like, it's a big yeah. deal, Oh, obviously. we can't piss people off. But to, also to answer your question, Paul, to me I have found that price has equaled comfort. As somebody who went from a pair of... You do get what you pay for when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the carbon sole, well irrigated, because yeah. we all sweat. Yeah. All of that stuff is ventilated is the right word, but irrigated yeah. is a great word though. I like irrigated better. Yeah. It's just like cuz it makes you think of the water and yeah, sweats flowing out. Yeah, leaving so your spraying out so, the back of your face. Speaking of on shoes for me, there I've tried different manufacturers and there's one that I prefer after going Wait. return back. Yeah. And and I bought what one of their upper end and I was very, and I you still can have say it. who they are. It's CD. Yes, I and, wrote and I CD do not, for my entire youth. I yeah, wouldn't buy any other brand. Yeah, for I, so I, many I, years. I like them. They're nice yeah. and narrow. I have narrow feet. I have high arches. All yeah. that thing. But this particular one is just, I think it's too stiff. It sounds strange. Really? And there was one that was less expensive that I've had. It was the Genius. I had the original Genius, the Genius yeah. Two, Genius Four or Five. Yeah. And this came in, and I thought, you know what? I'm an adult now. I can afford a $400 pair of shoes. And I was like <laughs> disappointed. I mean, they don't, they're not like the cruel shoes, you know, where they yeah. have razor blades putting your toes in yeah. different directions and holding <laughs> Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but they're just not that comfortable. And they're just almost, almost too stiff. Really? For me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because the it, you know, like my big toe on longer rides will, on both of them, will just be, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I'm not sold on on the boa. Yeah, all that much. So I, am. I like the ratchet. I like the it. ratchet was perfect. Nice. Yeah, click click click, click 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 yeah. click click. Yeah, I like that too. That mm. was a great design. Yeah. Uh, but I I'm, I'm okay but with boas right now. Still, I mean, that's a, you know, the genius. I think is a three hundred dollars shoe or two. Yeah, seventy five, which is not cheap. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not six hundred dollars, five six hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's what I'm writing. Like yeah. specialized. You are, and they're gorgeous they shoes. Yeah. Uh, how about componentry and talking about this? You know, the quote second or third tier and quote uh, brands or models and using, for example, Shima, You know, if I were to give a Shimano example, uh, Durace versus Ultegra versus One Hundred Five versus you know, and and I remember when. In the early days of Shimano, a lot of the pros were riding 105 brakes because the rim brake was better performing body, not the brake body, not the mm-hmm. levers. Yeah. yeah, They would buy a Durace lever and a 105 brake body, and, and there was a little bit of a weight difference, but it was a better grabbing brake. How are you guys in terms of, you know, I know, Paul, you're, you're, you're on the highest realm of, of SRAM. Mechanical. Mechanical. Mm-hmm. Jackson, you're on Ultegra, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, DI two. Yep, I'm on Ultegra mechanical. Um, is that a, an expense you're willing to upgrade to? 
to to go to the highest realm like paul if you bought a new bike would you be comfortable with what's force force Mm -hmm. yeah yeah with the new force came out yeah i think i'd be okay the way it's designed i don't like some of the trends because i've worked as a mechanic and worked Mm -hmm. you know in in the business for a while ceram has non-replaceable chain rings and that drives me so if something happens to your chain rings they wear out wait what yeah the the new force and and the new um red it's all one piece you can't replace individual chain rings what that's the dumbest thing i've They're ever heard in, so wow, I didn't know um and and the other That's thing crazy. is is yeah and but their claim is that they last longer whatever their the material that they're wow. using lasts longer than your i don't want to go all tom bonin with colnago here but yeah. that's that's the and, and that just sounds like a great way to have people spend a lot more money well and the problem is 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 i know that manufacturers is and it's not just cycling but psych because we're talking about cycling is you got to, you know, like taper down. You don't want all these variations in production that cost a lot of money. Yeah. And when the pros can buy, even with Shimano and also with SRAM, you can get 55, 56 tooth chain rings, and, but only the pros can. But we yeah. have to run 50s and stuff. So the smaller the, smaller the chain ring in the front and, and your cogs in the back, the more contact, the more frequency, there's going to be wear out, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also more drag because it has to wrap. Yeah, and that's why the pros use bigger when you look at it, like sixty-two tooth chainring. But you got to look at Victor his Camp and Arts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then yeah. you got to look in the back what he's running back there. Yeah, because you know the if you think it's not anyway, I'm geeking out on the whole thing. But <laughs> you know, it, it's things will last longer. But that's part of an industry. It's like now you got to buy a whole crank. Yeah, we were so used yeah. to buying just chain rings and stuff. So this is a direction that the industry wants wants to go. But um, that's an incredibly expensive a, a direction huge. the industry is going. So well, and then they have things to back up just real quickly. Yeah, I think yeah. Saram when they somebody complained about the non replaceable, mm-hmm. they said, "Well, we haven't had anybody." I, I think there's like a small like one percent of those bikes sold in the last three years that needed to be replaced. So you think of the average guy who's buying the bike off the shelf every day, the dentist. Yeah. Uh, anti-dentite you are. I am and, an anti-dentite. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those people are they're weekend warriors. But the, yeah. the problem that penalizes is the weekend racer like me, you know, the amateur. Yeah. That, that's why I'm anti-disc is because it just makes everything more complicated, more expensive, more, you know, just replace or travel with a disc brake becomes more everything, you yeah. know. But I'm at sixty years old, I'm probably point one percent of the population that buys bikes. So of course I don't care what I think. Well, you're the smart potential population. <laughs> right. Then, don't yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Well that doesn't do much. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Um I mean to transition kind of from what we were speaking about, I am the person who will always advocate Especially as at my age, you know, I'm starting out kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I'm the person who will always probably for the rest of my life suggest to get unless you are going to win the biggest races on on your local calendar. Buy Ultegra, buy 105. One step down. Right. Yeah. Because anymore, they're all electronic. So really, you're just focusing on weight. And I have done... I've looked at this shit a lot. And so, 
I, I, I honestly haven't. I've watched a video from the from the people at GCN to show you the difference between the weights in 105 and Ultegra and Di or and uh, Durace. Durace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm speaking from Shimano because that's what I know, mm. and it's so minimal that it's not really worth the price is what I've found. And they're all going to shift the same. They're all going to perform nearly identically. However, you're just willing to sacrifice weight. And to me, as somebody who is hoping to race here and there, that is such an attractive sight to me because I don't need to spend an extra $10,000 on a bike that is already costing me $12,000. Yeah. Right? So I think that it's, for me... It's not really worth nickeling, nickel and diming it just because you're not really shedding. You're you're not losing that much to the person who has Durace or yeah. the the highest end because they're all going to shift the same. And in a crit, it's it's not going to make a difference until what? you crash and then you're crying your way back to your your BMW, right? <laughs> well, to reiterate your point, there's a lot of pro teams that will run. Uh, if they even have Durace, they'll use the Ultegra mm-hmm. uh, cassette in the back. I mean, it, the weight really? difference is... Really? Yeah, because... It's so minimal. Yeah, it, it's... And they, they they do wear out. They they ride mm. them hard, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper, you know? Over, yeah. Overall, those that aren't sponsored by Shimano, they you know, and they buy their Grupo, that's what they usually do. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people say it performs... Ultegra performs like Durace. Yeah like almost identical it just weighs a little bit more yeah 105 a slight penalty even more in weight i mean it performs well but it won't last as long that's the thing but for the average like getting back to the average guy who goes out and buys a bike he doesn't need that fifteen thousand dollar bike he can get that 105 bike and and you will never know the difference because you ride you know one day two days a weekend yeah. From June to, to August. You, you hear know? that, Dr. So. Spaulding? <laughs> well, and even, even to dovetail off that, I've had... I, the current bike that is on my trainer is my Trek, my aluminum Trek that I mentioned before. Yeah. It has never had a chain replaced. It has never had a chain ring replaced. It has never had any single... Don't thing. now. It has, because those suckers have got to be so sharp yeah. and out. It has not ever, I repeat, ever in my entire life riding this bicycle skipped a gear. And it is, and you've had he had it since he was like I've a had teenager. it for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Oh this bike God. is one hundred and five. Don't put a new chain on there because it'll, it'll, it'll skip yeah, like a motherfucker. But I, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. don't don't ever and never. Yeah. Just, but it is once you done, but just hanging on the wall. Yeah. Like, but what I'm saying uh, is the original. Lo- the longevity of this stuff is yeah. way longer than yeah, we yeah, really yeah, put yeah. a price mm-hmm. tag on it. Yeah. Um. If now we didn't mention Campagnolo. Paul would now because let's be honest, Campagnolo is a gigantic price point. Mm-hmm. Would you ride Campy if you could, Paul? No, probably no not. No offense, so Jackson. I'm not asking you this question because you've never ridden Campy. I'd give a quick answer. It'd be no. No, yeah. you wouldn't. No. Really? Okay. No. Okay. I I think nowadays no. I don't think I would. Really? Um, it, you know, I and the reason is is because they they have their own little niche, and that's yeah. that's fine. I and I think that. You know, to me, my focus even at sixty is is to race and to get a wheel change. If it's not, oh can't, good I mean, God, so it, yeah, I didn't. There are so many that, other yeah, things yeah. that are involved, you know, yeah. and 
Shram, Shram and Shimano are pretty close. Yeah, you could you could probably yeah they are they you could are ride yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You'll have a couple of gears that go a little bit, but that's yeah, and, not it. In ten speed, you could get I could put a Shimano ten yeah. in there, and even yeah. a even a Camp would work. Yeah. And once they hit eleven, the spacing right. came yeah. off. It just messes it and, up. And and now too because if you're going twelve speed with a new bike, mechanical is, is gone. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. because yeah, the yeah. tolerances are so small. I mean, well, that's why SRAM and Shimano are not even offering it. Yeah. I'm sure they can make one, but you're not doing yourself a favor. Yeah. And I know Campy's had a problem with their mechanical 12 people setting up. It's like, this is a headache. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would touch it anymore. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I don't think I would ride yeah, it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. And it's unfortunate because it. I want them to succeed, but I oh, don't see it. It's, it's, and I've had several you campy see bikes. bikes with campy in there, just mm-hmm. rolling works of art. And yeah, I spent mm-hmm. my entire youth riding Campanile, uh built bikes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the best shit in the world. That operative word though is niche that you mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. specific to mm-hmm. a specific niche, bike, niche, specific yeah. rider. It's yeah, yeah whatever. However you yeah. say it, niche, yeah. niche. It's it's yeah. it's too specific to just be able for every rider to have yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Let's play around with some some absolutely uh, you know penny pinching things. How many uses for a tube are you guys one and done, or are you patch and reuse? Mm. I'm a one and done. I'm a one and done. I used to patch. I'm one and done. Okay, good to know. How many uses uh, for a water bottle? How long do you keep water bottles, guys? Are, do you do you hold on to them even though you see a little black brown stuff in the bottom of them, or do you uh, pinch? Once- once the black and brown starts coming, that's when I pitch them. I had a couple of scratch water bottles, my favorite yeah. water bottles that got yep that that got that spotting in the bottom, and yeah. they had to they had to go. I bought I bought uh, <laughs> eight work. scratch water bottles probably ten years ago. <laughs> I still have them. The whole well, not all furry. of them. I think yeah. I've got. I, well, one got so bad. I mean, just marred up and stuff. Yeah. But I always clean mine. Right? Yeah, I, I stay on top of mine. To be yeah. honest with you. But, um, yeah, it, it, one's for our dog when we go for walks on the hot days. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was getting to rancid. All but, right. yeah, water bottles, like, I, I even it's hard for me in a race to toss it because I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah. And they're really they're probably the cheapest thing you can buy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Here's, here's a sponsor test right now. Sponsor test. Let's see if they're listening. Hey, Scratch. We we ride with your bottles. Send us some bottles. <laughs> yes, That's all I ride with. Send us some bottles. But, all you I remember ride that with. silly little video I did of Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Come out and play. Come out. Yeah. Those play, those yeah. are the water yeah. bottles still that I have, yeah. and I still I have, have two brand new I haven't even used yet. <laughs> and this is probably what they want. Don't want to hear. It's like dang, you yeah. know. It's no, like you're we saving want them to turn them over. It's no, like, but no, it's like the China. Yeah, you're, you're saving them for a really special <laughs> That's occasion. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it special. Do you, occasion do you keep bottles. your water bottles? Absolutely, I do. Until my wife looks at me and says, "Pat, come on, throw them out." I mean, now mind you, I have a bag of water bottles from the 80s that my mm-hmm. father yeah. gave me. Um, you know, like that that System U bottle, like um, you know, old race bottles and stuff like that that my my father actually gave them to me and I have some of them, you know, from my old days that were back in the days when races you'd go to a race and, and they'd give you a commemorative bottle. bottle. Oh, that'd be cool. So cool. Yeah. I got and one from us uh, yeah. on the TT that I did the did first state championship. Yeah, it's uh it's a Turtle Bloom drink. Yay! Yeah, it came in my little packet. So. Oh, that's that's cute. 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? And and I'm I'm not going to bash the bottle you got because I don't know anything about it. But but they were good quality. You know, Specialized was the main yeah, manufacturer of bottles back that, then, yeah. and and they were always good water bottles. So uh-huh. you just use the shit out yeah. of them. And you know, I just I wish we could go back to the, to that right now, where people just get I'll, I'll water trump bottles. your your old water bottles. I have from 1989 a Musette from Tour de France and a Coca-Cola because they Coca-Cola oh, Musette. Yeah, oh, yeah, They yeah, sponsored yeah. it. Uh-huh. I have the Musette, and then I also have a water bottle. Foolishly, I used once just because it was a tour, and, and, and so right. I marked up the bottle. But it was the I old have, plastic cap. Yeah, yeah. I have some of those. Yeah. We're not going to go down the Do rabbit hole of who has more useless <laughs> shit in their house because, unfortunately, I think I would probably crush it. Um. Uh, if you, if you guys had limited money and limited budget to spend on a, on a bike, a limited million dollars, what would you spend on a bike? And I think I have an idea of how you guys are going to answer this. So you're saying like price range, like what's the most yep. amount of money you would spend you, on a bike? You had, you could buy, you could go out and spend, you could buy a, what the, the what's the most expensive bike? I'm thinking it's, it's the around Bianchi, the, the, the new Bianchi's run. Yeah, with the little aerodynamic foils that are yeah, illegal yeah. that you have to remove. Oh, good I think God. that that and probably the Pinarellos uh, are high, 22s. and and also yeah, the S Works S Works. Yeah. yeah. So what are we what are we saying around price range for those? Do you think right grand. Now? 15, 15, 18 15, grand. 16 yeah. grand. Even more. I think. So would you go full bore and spend fifteen, eighteen grand, or would you save fifteen, eight? You know, spend it on two bikes. Mm, I see. That's a good point. I think I would go for a high, high quality, but maybe not top of the line, two bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a $7,000 bike, I think. I think that's I, what I'm on. You know. Yeah, you are. No, you're on a little bit more than that. You're on right. about nine. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. And so I think I would do, maybe I could see, it's tough for me because I, I, a large part of me is saying just go for the highest end road bike you can see i hate super grab. bikes i hate super bikes i despise them see you hate them and then you ride them <laughs> then I, you're like, I would oh, love to i would love to super have bike. two super bikes i mean a super bike and a normal bike completely pla- painted without labeling and and try to see if i could tell a difference it's like tasting wine. Oh, this tastes expensive. Well, it's Mad Dog, you dumb shit. <laughs> I, you know, as as somebody though who rode the quote unquote lower grade materials, sure, for as long as I did, you hit carbon and you know, yes, absolutely, what a but, fine wine but, tastes but like. Carbon manufacturers are. Uh, let's be honest. Carbon manufactured bikes are coming from like four different places these days. Yes, and and there is not that gigantic amount and i could be getting yelled at for this but there's not that big of a difference in all the carbons especially the high ends mm-hmm. so you're talking about you know a a high-end uh pinarello which is 15 18 grand and you're talking about a high-end ridley which is probably five thousand dollars left less so I I I, th- I think we've got a problem here, and then and then you know are you buying for brand recognition? Are you what are you paying for? Mm-hmm. And and you know I I guess Pinarello because they've won a shit ton of tours since the days of freaking Pedro Delgado, Delgado. and yeah, you know hey, Miguel Indre, yeah, Miguel you know, and those days yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they're just riding off of no- notoriety, and 
I, I don't mean to bash the brands because I am. I'm blatantly bashing mm-hmm. the brands. But I, I think I think that a lot of people pay for an image and they're not necessarily getting what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. So I think full on, if we're answering this, I think I would get two almost top of the line bikes. Two almost. Uh, Paul? I'd do one and I'd do it like the old days. I'd determine what frame just by research, yeah. what I know. I'd buy a frame and I'd buy the parts. Yeah, I piece it, it together so be, I can get what yeah. I want. And, you know, like I, I'm not sold on these semi-compact drivetrains. They drive me insane. Yeah. yeah. You'll, oh, well, a 50, a 4810 is equal to a 5311. And it's like, yeah, but again, we have like, what's your drag? What's your, and yeah. I'm not a big watt saver, but it, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. What, mm-hmm. Just give me what I'm used to. So I'd, I'd pay the extra bucks to get a pro chain ring set and set it up the way I want it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay, last last two things in terms of cycling and, and finances. How about racing on the cheap? We know entry fees are pretty much non-negotiable. But talk to me about uh, traveling, eating, lodging, ways to get races and, and make it affordable. What ways do you guys, what ways do you guys, you know, Jackson, you can even relate to your soccer days, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. How do you find ways to make being a competitive cyclist affordable. I mean, I think taking your own form of transportation is step one. Sure. Um, Carpooling also. Yeah. 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 Um, And then, uh, yeah, kind of pooling together some sort of accommodation. One thing that we were talking about with our team camp was um, we find an Airbnb or a VRBO or whatever, but you all come together and pay that price. Chip in. Yeah. Yeah, Which then... The chip in. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which <laughs> which then really does essentially kind of diminish a lot more f- like extra things that you have to worry about financially. Um, but I mean, those I guess those are you know two things that I would. Suggest. I can honestly say, uh, and this is a personal recommendation for me. Um, I yes, I have an RV, which is a great way to go to races. Do not camp. Before a bike race, no. No, it is no, the worst terrible. way to be. To, it is the best way to perform poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sleep in a tent and do all that. It creates experience. Bullshit. I mean, yeah. you've got stories, yeah. but it, you're not. It's gonna absolutely moronic. No. Yeah. Um, I remember traveling with people who who brought. You know, I, I think of an old teammate of mine who used to bring a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter, and that's what he'd eat. <laughs> And, 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 you know, that's great, you know, mm-hmm. but good for you. But holy shit, what, yeah. how did that pay off, you know? Uh, the carpooling was always great. We always just figured out, you know, I, I keep thinking of like, uh, you know, Paul, you with your, your stories of going down to, to Arizona, you know, it's like, who has the most fuel efficient car? Let's all pile into it and let's go, mm-hmm. you know? Now it's hard with wife and kids and stuff like that nowadays. But, uh, but yeah, there are ways to make it happen. Definitely. Yeah, and, and you know, like you were talking about sharing rooms or a hotel room. Yeah. We used to go down to Legrand. You had a stage race, and we'd you know like pretend there was only two people, and yeah. we'd like file in people and somebody. Hey, you got a spot on the ground? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it was, and I know that. Could you uh, sleep on the floor today, Paul? Uh, probably not because room. I'm old <laughs> and rust. But I do I like hard. My, my bed. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> my bed is so hard. I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> So it is, I mean, it's a sleep number bed, and I'm, I've got it up to 100. My wife's at 35. Oh, my God. Whoa. So, and I'm like, it's, hey, like it's a little soft. Falling off a cliff. Yeah, but maybe it's all those years racing and sleeping on, you know, hard floors. <laughs> That's why his back's so goddamn flat when he rides. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, That's sleep it. on plywood. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I think there's several things like that. Uh, it, it's good to have a team to go and yeah. and try and keep regional. I mean, there's yeah. food you know, is there's, a great way to do it too. Food, what, everybody collectively buy a bunch of food. And yeah, people, I mean, you if know. you got a place that you can prepare yeah, it yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. type of thing. And, and there is there is ways. You know, food is a big expense and. You know, you remember the days where the like stage races, the Washington Trust Classic, people yeah. would house you. You would just yeah. go to the promoter and say, "I just need a place to stay," and people were more than glad to do it. Yeah. It was for free, and they usually fed you. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and they provide whatever you want, and they were there. It's nice you can do your laundry there. Yeah. So you know, um, those are the things. But I think on the personal level, maintenance on your bike is huge. Yeah, you can save tons of money on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every every time you get a chance, like I, I strip down my bike two times a year. It's going to be coming at the end of this month, and then in June or July, I'll strip it back down. All new cables, all new wow. brake pads, yeah. everything. Yeah, I think a Appreciate smart thing that we did last year was before we had our RC three in late late May, early May, yeah. mid May, whatever May, mm-hmm. um, May, mid May. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dad, you and I, we 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 went into my bike and we made sure that it ran well. Yeah. And I thought that was a really smart mm-hmm. thing to do, especially before race, you make sure everything works. You don't have to worry about it on the day. So yeah. I think yeah. that was really helpful. Do it like a week ahead, get a couple of rides in. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. So you can just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh wait, I, we I missed bought, something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. bought a new chain yeah. on my trek from 1998, <laughs> it's you know, and all of a sudden nothing yeah. yeah, oh, works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so the final question of the night, and this has to do with finances. Uh, when you see someone with a blank, you think to yourself, man, what a dipshit. He slash she spent way too much. When you see someone with a blank, you think to yourself, man, what a dipshit. He or she spent way too much. Hmm. What would be your answer to that fill in the blank question? That's a good question. I think it it depends on the atmosphere. If it's mm-hmm. if it's at a race, and I look at somebody like a Cat Four, yeah. on an S Works SL Seven, <laughs> it's like seriously, dude. <laughs> you, you don't because most yeah, if you look at the entries of fours, yeah, and then mm-hmm. how many in, in three, I mean, the kill ratio is yeah. pretty low. I mean, high. Yeah. So survival rates low. Yeah. So you just dumped don't all wear this blood money. thinners, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. wear. Take blood thinners. Yeah. You're going down. Yeah. 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 If you are fully up to d- this is okay. You said specialized mm-hmm. and I that's weird because I was thinking specialized. Uh-huh. If you are fully specialized kitted out, like if you have brand new helmet, brand new bike, brand new specialized everything, you did too much. You got tricked by You somebody. did get tricked because yeah. you yeah. spent a, a house payment on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's house. how I feel. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm not Mansion. gonna lie. Yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna say it on the on the show. Um, I and you know, and if if specialized like to come on and and question my my comments, I'm fine with it. I'm not a fan of specialized. I haven't been for a long time. Um, I interviewed the guy who uh, created the Ruba, you know, Rube Bike Shop, mm-hmm. and specialized sued him for it. Mm-hmm. They don't own the name of Rube. I'm not a fan of it. Of of of, of what they've done now this company started in the united states and started a long time ago and i they started a grassroots program but i don't think that's what that company is anymore right. and i'm not i'm not a fan i will not as of today i will not ride a specialized bike the walmart or any other components bikes? no i i think they build beautiful bikes so do i i mean but there's it's just too it's just i i, I don't 
I'm not a fan of it. I used to sell Specialized. They were the easiest sell ever. Specialized is fantastic with marketing. Yeah. And that's why they are, they are top very dogs. good at it. And, and, and like yeah. sim- simple, and you see things. how many bikes they're having the propeloton. I yeah, mean, that's you that's well, marketing yeah. and, and everything. They really do. They sell people on. They don't do heavy gimmetry, yeah. you know. But they they'll push a certain way and pull back, and they know how to say like like their new Reval wheels. You know, they were they weren't. They were supposed to be tubeless, but they had problems. So they said, <laughs> no, they're clincher only. Yeah. And then they became, last year, this is, I'm talking about uh, Sadal Quickstep. Yeah. Right. So last year they were on, on the tubeless, and then now they're back to clinchers because they they know how to word things. They yeah. know how to, they've got like a, a, an army of people to make yeah. it look right. right. And one of the things selling the stuff is like, even their tire irons, you know, just to remove the tire and stuff, pry babies. Yeah, you know, brilliant and it's like names. oh, brilliant God. names. Yeah, I mean, it's like I could sell people just saying, you know, oh, Specialized has theirs. Oh, people get a chuckle. Brian, oh, Brian, grab those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what? they're on top on color. Give me they're ten. On yeah. Top yeah. On yeah. Style. Yeah. yeah, Oh, but these ones are blue. Yeah. yeah. The reason yeah. why yeah. I yeah. said the Walmart of bicycles is not because of the quality. They are the as size. In, Exactly, and so, are they okay. the little guy killer? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes and they'd like to kill the little guy. Exactly, yes. that yeah. makes a lot of sense. By the way, if if I see someone with a time trial bike, I think to myself, what a dipshit they spent way too much. I get mine for a thousand dollars. I know, but and you, it's used you, parts and yeah, no, you see <laughs> a new one maybe I guess because I just unless you're a triathlete, you don't have any reasons to own a time trial bike in this, yeah. around here. With know. all this said, yeah, if you are riding a specialized, we don't think of you less. Oh, bring just, it, bring it. I like, I like publicity. Just, <laughs> Yell at me. I don't have a heart anyway. They, they're good riding. I've ridden their bikes. They're good riding bikes. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're overpriced, and I think that they do a hell of a job. That's of it. Yeah. Marketing, yeah. which I, I don't like oversalesmanship. Mind like, you, you and I are riding a very niche, expensive yeah, yeah. brand. So where do are. we have to stand on? Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Well, you can get but, yours anyway. But yeah. that company produces. Used to produce a lot mass, of specializes. Mass. They yeah, used to mass. make the specializes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Oh, the diva doesn't listen anymore. He doesn't? Know. No, I don't think he does because, I mean, the other day he told me that, hey, my girlfriend told me you have a heart condition. I'm like, it's been on the show for a month. Oh. And then he told me in another uh, text later, and by the way, this is, it, it, Carson, if you're listening, you and I need to talk because he he also uh, in an, another text told me that I need to slow down in life. Life is going to slow down now. You know, what I say that before I sign off for the show, <laughs> before I tell everybody to sub- like, subscribe, and to follow the show. You know what I say to slowing down to life? Fuck you. <laughs> Catch you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 